0: Can you hear the music? We'll just have to edit it in, it's fine. Okay,
1: okay. um, so, then we can stop. Alright.
0: Hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm Lucy. Okay, um,
1: I'm Eleanor.
0: And we are here recording this podcast. <laughs> so, this episode, I guess, we're talking about Never seen book four in the Keeper of the Lost Cities series. And just you need a little bit of background of the characters in order to understand what we're going to talk about. So our main character, whose name is Sophie Foster, she is a telepath. And she can, she's a telepath, a teleporter, a polygot, and an inflictor. So a telepath basically means that she has like mental abilities. She can read people's minds and she also has a special ability where she can heal broken minds. Teleporter is pretty self-explanatory. She just kind of, you know, teleports. <laughs> um, uh, polygot means that she can understand and speak all languages fluently. And an inflictor means that she can inflict emotions on another person or elf. So she like can make you feel pain or sadness or anger or happiness. Um, our second character is Keith, who's an empath. He can feel other characters' emotions. Then we have Tam, who's a shade. He can control, um, darkness and, like, shadows. Um, his sister, Lynn, who's a hydrokinetic, which means that he can control water. You have Dex, who's a technopath, which means that he, like, is really smart when it comes to technology. Um, you have Fitz, who's a telepath. Same thing as Sophie. His sister, Bianca, who's a vanisher. Her mom, Della, who's also a vanisher. Um, Mr. Forkle, who is a telepath, Wraith, who's also a vanisher, Blur, who's a phaser, and Squall, who's a froster.
1: Um, Okay, also there's Kala, who's a gnome, and we'll talk more about gnomes later. But, so basically, at the end of book three, Sophie and her friends break a bunch of, like, laws and they're like fighting the neverseen on mount everest so now they're in like really big trouble with the council so they decide to just like run away from their problems and go hide with the black swan the black swan is an organization that is trying to help the elves live in a better world
0: and to defeat the neverseen they created sophie as like an experiment to try to get new opinions and thoughts into the lost cities they also have other goals for her but they haven't told her yet which frustrates sophie to no end um, they altered Sophie's genetics to make her more powerful and then they raised her in the human world.
1: Um, okay. And then the Neverseen is an organization that's goal is to take over the world. They seem to have like lots of other goals too, but that's like the main one. And they have many um unknown members that like we haven't found out about, but some of the main ones are Lady Di- Lady Gisella, who's Keith's mom. Her name is Gavin so Brant. Roy. And then later in this book, we find out Oliver, who is Fitz and Biana's brother. So once Sophie and her friends get to the Black Swan, their goal is to break Prentice out of exile. Prentice risked his sanity to help protect Sophie, and that's why he got sent to exile. And um, that's the prison at the center of the earth where people are sent to live just like basically in a coma for the rest of their life. And while they were in exile, the council catches them, but Sophie uses Counselor Kenrick's
0: cash as leverage so they can still rescue Prentice. However, in the process, she gets herself and all of her friends, banished from the Lost Cities, and sent to Exilium.
1: Exilium is a school for the unworthy, and you're sent there as a punishment, and very few people who are sent there ever actually make it back to the Lost Cities.
0: Most people would be upset about this, but Sophie and her friends were excited because they figured out that it's a way to learn more about the plague and how, if the council
1: knew about it. So the plague is caused by Draco stones and it is affecting the gnomes and there is no known cure, but Sophie and her friends are like determined to find one. They know lots of gnomes and gnomes like really help out the elves. And then um, King Dimtar, the, over, the ogre king, announces that he knows the cure and has some of it. And so Keith makes a plan to break into Ravagog, the ogre city, and to steal the cure.
0: So Sophie is obviously very worried about Keith and he and she makes him wait and let their friends help them, you know, break into one of the most secure cities in the entire world. Um once they get to Ravagog, um, Sophie and Fitz probe King Dimitar's mind and learn that the cure is a ruse.
1: In their escape the ogre army, like, catches them, and so Lynn ends up having to destroy the entire city with the giant waves so that she can, like, wash them out underwater um, so that they don't get, like, hurt by the ogres. After they're all safely back in the
0: lost cities, um, Cal the gnome that we mentioned before, discovers that the cure um, is a tree, and then it's only it only works if... Um, the gnome willingly sacrifices themselves to make the said tree. So, Kala decides to sacrifice herself to save all of the gnomes.
1: Okay, so then the main themes that we thought of for this book were found family and grief. And we chose found family because um, Sophie and her friends act like family, but also there's, like, Sophie and her adoptive parents, which aren't as big of a plot line in this story, but they're definitely... Um, they definitely are much earlier, and then there's also the fact that Oliver would always tell Keith that he thought of him like a brother, which ended up making Keith join the um the Neverseen with Oliver. So the other thing that we thought of was grief and how each of
0: the characters handled their grief in a separate way. So Keith, once he figured out that his mom was like one of the main people of the Neverseen, pushed everyone away and just became really reckless. Sophie started to blame herself and just goes in this rabbit hole of what ifs. Fitz gets really, really mad and yells at everyone and (laughs) assigns a blame to people that it shouldn't be, like, that it wasn't their fault. Um, Beanna's, like, grief is a lot less, like, present, but she kind of just, like, shuts down emotionally and just becomes, like, this,
1: like, shell of a person. Okay, so then for favorite characters, um, my favorite character was probably Lynn, just because I really like how she can like control water, but also I really like how she like melted down her registry pendant and dyed her hair silver.
0: Tam also did that, like whatever. <laughs>
1: um, my favorite characters are probably
0: Keith and Lynn. I like Lynn because she's like, she is. One of the only characters that I feel personally knows what's going on at all, at any given time. I feel like that she is just, like, really down to earth and kind of knows what's up. And then I like Keith because he just, like, has the vibes that I want to have in my day-to-day life. Like, he's confident and cocky, but then also mm-hmm. makes jokes about his trauma, which, like,
1: relate <laughs> Yeah, so then I think I'd also written down, like, opinions on rereading, because I know you've reread this book, like, many, many yes, times. Yes, my cover of the book is gone. But this is my gone. first time rereading it, and I thought it was, like, so interesting, like, thinking about, like, how when Squall was there, and, like, Adeline came, and she was like, Oh, I'll have to tell everyone that I got to see you, they'll be so jealous, and just knowing, like, Dex's mom was there the whole time, and no one had any clue.
0: And then I feel like once we figured out that Squall is actually Dex's mom, I think that that, like, moment when they're all in, like, the planetarium and they're in their sleeping bags and you just see, like, Edoine just, like, staring at his mother. And I'm just like, wow. That's like, once you reread it, I feel like, like it gets a lot deeper and a lot more complex than, like, you would think for a normal children's book.
1: Yeah. And then there's also the fact that, like, when Oliver came to help them out um in Ravagog, like... I knew that he was with the seen, scene, um, but it's, like, so weird knowing that, because, like, they're talking about, like, how they don't know who they can trust, and they're talking to him about this, and they couldn't trust him.
0: Yeah, I also think that, like, Sophie saved, like, everyone's lives, lives, lives by switching up the plan midway through and being like, hey, yo, Fitz and I are gonna probe the king's mind and hopefully not die. Because, yeah. like, we don't know what Alvar's plan originally was, but I don't think it was to break into, like, the throne room and, you know, get people killed.
1: Yeah, and I kind of was thinking, like, that his plan was to, like, tell the Neverseen what the Black Swan's plan was and have them, like, come ambush like they had other times. But then, um, like, that's why he seemed so, like, thrown off when Sophie changed the plan but it also could have just been, like, because it was a stupid plan.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I think that it's just really interesting to, like, reread it after you have like, read it, and, like, especially because I've read the entire series, so I, like, noticed little things I wouldn't have noticed, like, rereading. Like, you see, like, how even in this book, like, Sophie... Like, Sophie is, like, scared of her, and, like, inflicting, and I find that, like, really interesting, because you see in book, book eight, I think, that she, like, realizes that she shouldn't be afraid of it, and that's, like, it's her greatest asset, so she, like, realizes that, like, she can harness it and become, like, awesome.
1: Yeah, also, okay, so the counselors, I remember thinking, like, when it Elena was promoted to counselor, like, thinking that she'd be on Sophie's side because she's so nice to Sophie back at Foxfire, which um is the school for the people who aren't at Exilium. For the people who actually are. Ellie, no, you're really muffled because you're, like, hitting at your speaker with the
0: blanket. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that, like... Yeah, I thought that as well, but then you realize that, like power corrupts I guess because as soon as like Elena got that crown on her head she immediately becomes like arguably like the worst character in the entire book
1: yeah and I also thought it was like weird knowing like about the sedative that they used um on Prentice like that they don't mention that in this book I think that's like the next book Mm -hmm. when they figure out that they like sedated Prentice with like those like I don't remember what they're called but they like you never wake up. And that was, like, so weird that they were, like, trying to figure out why he wouldn't wake up, and they thought he was just, like, completely gone, but that he just wasn't. And then that explores, like, the theme of grief again because
0: Sophie, like, starts blaming herself and being like, oh, my God, what if we got there sooner? Blah, blah, blah. And I think that that like, really shows that ca- the council, like, it's it's failing, like, whether you want to see it or not. Like, it's it's not good.
1: Yeah, and I also think, like, Wiley really wasn't helping Sophie because, like, he made her feel so bad because he was like, well, when my dad risked his sanity, he always said, like, Sophie will fix it. Like, the moon mark will fix it. Mm-hmm. And then it'll be okay. So, like, he wasn't afraid of being, like, his mind being broken. But then Wiley, like, kept telling her that. And I just thought that that was so weird.
0: Yeah. Um, can we talk about Orla for a bit? Yeah. Okay, so, spoilers. Don't it, I mean I don't know why you're not going to read the books but basically in
1: book 8 we figure out book 8? Book 7? Book 7. I think it's book 8 because I remember reading that like right before I read the last book. Okay. In book 8 we figure out that um, Counselor Orlai
0: is actually Sophie's biological mother which was like the big secret that no one wanted Sophie to figure out. So i personally don't agree with sophie's like chain of emotions here but then again i've never been like met my biological mother after i've been like kept away from her for like 12 years but whatever
1: yeah and i also thought it was like so weird that i mean like i get it like counselors are not allowed to have kids but it's also like that i do think that she should have told sophie sooner but also, like, Sophie should be glad that it's not, like, just some random person. Yeah. Because, like, Aureli was actually, like, very nice to Yeah, her. like,
0: Aureli, like, was considerate of her emotions and tried to make her feel, like, safe and comfortable when she was, like, basically, like, interning with the council. Like, she, yeah. like, gave her a makeover so that she would feel more, like, um, empowered and, like, felt that she was, like, good enough. And I was, like looking back on those moments like rereading the book again it's like oh wow she's like trying to be a mother without telling her child that she's actually her mother which i thought was like really interesting
1: yeah the other thing is that like sophie then finds out who her mom is but she never finds out who her dad is and there's like a lot of speculations like most people i think think that it's get gavin which like but that's um, a
0: really shaky theory i'm gonna be honest
1: yeah like i don't think that there's any like evidence pointing towards anyone like but i like look the same
0: but like that doesn't
1: yeah because
0: i feel like if that were to be the case right like the collective knows that like who her parents are and then you also know like that orlai and whoever the father was were like willing participants in this experiment so seeing like gethen join the never scene would be like problem for like the collective that they probably would have acted on instead of waiting till Sophie came to the lost cities because like that jeopardized their entire mission
1: yeah but um the other thing I think that we didn't actually write this down but you'd said that you wanted to talk about it was like their ship names and like yes oh my god okay I
0: (laughs) so in one of the books, there's nine, I can't remember which one, um, Sophie and Fitz get together, and at, like, the beginning, going through the books, I was like, yeah, I feel like they'd be a cute couple, but then I started to realize that their relationship
1: is actually hella toxic. Yeah, I mean, Fitz was, like, he acts like he's, like, so nice to Sophie, but he really wasn't.
0: Yeah, especially, like, I feel like that he's grown as a character ever since, you know, Sophie brutally dumped him, um, but, like, He's still like cold to her, which is like the dumbest thing. Being like, yeah, I understand like not wanting to associate with like your ex, like girlfriend anymore, but like you're literally on a team to save the world together. Like, you don't have time for that.
1: Yeah, the other one that I thought was funny is like when. Keith was trying to make up a name for him and dex and he was like Deef, and then i can't remember what the other one was but he was like oh that one sounds lame but like okay so does d yeah (laughs) like i really enjoy like
0: shannon messenger's like writing style because she breaks the fourth wall like so subtly like you couldn't tell it. she was like poking fun at all the people being like, I want Sophie and Keith to get together. No, Fitz and Sophie should be together by like making the yeah. characters do it. I thought that was really funny. Yeah.
1: And also that, like, I kind of wonder, like, when she was writing it, like, did she know how, like, the whole series was going to end beforehand? Because, like, honestly, a lot of the things do, like, add up to each other, but it also seems like you wouldn't know, like, when you write the, like, the first book that nine years later, or, like, ten years later, you're going to be ending it in, like, a certain way. I also
0: really hope that this book doesn't end, because I will cry. Um, yeah, that's a good question. I feel like, I obviously am not an author, but I like to make up stories, and I feel like I never know where they're going until they go there.
1: Yeah, but I also feel like it would be hard not to yeah. know, because, like, a lot of it's, like, adding up, like, Mr. Forkle in this book is talking about how he's in so many places at different times, and then later on, we find out why, but I, like, totally predicted that, too. I really? knew that that was going to happen. You thought he was going to have a secret yeah. twin? Yes, because, like, I mean, I kind of thought so before, but then, like, as soon as Granite, I think it was Granite, came and got Sophie and, like, brought her up, like, really far into the sky without any of her friends. I was like, oh, she's totally finding out that he's still alive. Well, yeah, I didn't think that he died. That would be cheap.
0: But I didn't think that he had a secret twin. I thought that he would have just, like, faked his own death. It was like a doppelganger. Like, I don't know what I thought. But I didn't think that, like, he had a secret twin. Yeah,
1: but, like... Just, like, that she talked about it so much and, like, really led up to it, but we didn't find out for, like, several books after. But there's no way that she didn't know that she was going to do that. Yeah, that's, like,
0: a big twist reveal, but also, like, not so out of, like, the... Not so far out of the ballpark that, like, you feel weird about it. Yeah. Like, if you were, like the highest level of big brain, 10 million IQ, you probably could have predicted it.
1: Yeah. Okay, I also thought it was funny about their test, like, to get put into, like, a different group at Exilium that they tied them up and dangled <laughs> them by their feet, which I just thought was so funny. I mean, funny. I suppose, like, the Foxfire entrance exam
0: isn't any more practical.
1: <laughs> yeah, Sophie, like, through
0: half of the council, like, on their buds, like I don't think that like yeah
1: but and she like broke like half the things <laughs> in Everglund I thought that I
0: actually enjoyed like that interpretation of it because I thought that like it was interesting to see like children be like sort of by like skill level and like the way that they think instead of just like by age
1: yeah but I also thought it was like so funny that Sophie just like Decided to start a fire. Like, girl. like, set fire to the rope and then be like, oh, I'll just fall on my head. And then, like,
0: Lynn literally had to save, like, every single student from roasting alive.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, like, at least it's kind of better than Keith, who just, like, wiggled out of his pants. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I got secondhand
0: embarrassment for reading that. Especially because, like, the people in the stands are like, hey, yo, he has birds on his underwear. (laughs)
1: Yeah, but then, like, I don't remember exactly what other people did. I feel like Dex used, like, a gadget or yeah, something. Yeah,
0: and then I remember that Fitz was a show-off and, like, did, like, eight triple flips out of it. And just was, like...
1: <laughs> yeah, but that does seem, like, a lot like Fitz. I mean, they do call him Wonderboy, so...
0: Hard. Fitz is my least favorite character. I'm sorry, I'm gonna get attacked for this, but I honestly don't care. He's the worst. He yeah. thinks that he's, like, entitled to everything because he's, like came from, like, a rich family, which, like, I mean, yeah, you do have certain, like, things that you're entitled to, but it doesn't mean that, like, people are gonna like you.
1: Yeah, and it was also, like, so annoying to me that, like, especially when Alden's mind broke that, like, Fitz was just, like, so mean to Sophie about it, even though it was not Yeah, and,
0: like, even though, like, that's, like, his way of coping, his way of handling grief, like, that's something that you should, like... push like push down i guess and like get it out by like punching something instead of you know breaking off your relationship with one of your closest friends
1: yeah and i also thought it was so weird that oliver wasn't sad at all like he just didn't seem affected by well that's it. because like that was the plan wasn't it
0: like they never seemed like obviously they didn't like planned the like well because it was
1: Fenton, right they broke his mind no, I think it was when they um went to try to, like, read Prentice's mind in exile. No, I'm pretty sure. No, because they broke Fintan's mind. Or, like, Alden
0: had to, like, go in there for something, right? And then Sophie ended up going into Prentice's mind where she meets Jolie. Like, the ghost, oh, yeah. whatever. We don't need to talk about that. Um, And then he, like, falls and hits his head, right? And then Alden somehow, like, pushes down his own memory break, which, like, dude. Like, his brain was fracturing from the inside out, and he's over here, like, completely ignoring
1: that. Like, are you okay? Yeah. It was also weird, though, that Alden was, like, such a big character in the first three books, and then he was just barely in book four.
0: Yeah, but I suppose that this book was more about introducing Tam and Lin, like, getting to know the Black Swan, and then also having more action, which is why this like book four and book six are my favorites because it's just action packed all the time
1: yeah okay but well, I thought it was like so funny when they were about to go to the black swan hideout and they were like by like the lake or whatever and they were gonna ride like the giant dinosaurs and I totally thought that Bianca was just like scared of the water <laughs> I wouldn't put it past her but then Della just comes out and we're
0: being like hello
1: And then she like threatens
0: Mr. Forkel with like a high heel, which like girl.
1: I know she was like standing on his throat and it's like
0: okay, we get it. Like you're very good at vanishing. But I
1: also thought that
0: was important because like I never cared about Della as like a character. I thought that she was just kinda there. But then like that Mm -hmm. like that was like three paragraphs where they're like showed how actually like useful and awesome she is and i was like that's
1: pretty cool. yeah she's like very powerful but like you wouldn't think it cuz like the only way that it really describes her in the first books is like very like pretty and like delicate I wish, like, important, no, just All right anything
0: else you'd like to add Not really all right well subscribe and hit that like button <laughs> <laughs> and this is concluding our beautiful mess of an IRP. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Do we press the button now?